give me one thing that Patrick Mahomes is bad at. Man, one thing that he's bad at. Um, that's a good question, man. I'm telling you what, the guy is good at a lot of things. <laughs> you can tell he's just got that he like is, roll out of bed baseball swag. Like, just, yeah, just anything you need, man. I played him in table tennis. Good at that. I'll tell you what's the most disgusting thing about him is that there he really go. does put a mound of ketchup on everything. <laughs> and it's to the point of like, you can't even look at his food. I mean, that's not, not like you're looking at food, but you see this big mound of red sauce on the, you know, you can't help but to peek over there. And then you're just like, Ugh. <laughs> Very happy Wednesday, everybody. Christmas spirit is just taking over the Greenlight Studios. Getting a lot of work done. Uh, it's currently Tuesday afternoon, t- Tuesday evening, actually. Uh, and we were trying to get all this, this, you know, our normal pod stuff out before Wednesday night. Um, so that means tomorrow I'm going to be recording my normal uh, Friday pod. Uh, with Macon. Usually do that Thursday evening, moving that up. So forgive us, Friday might be a little out of date if your favorite team played before Friday. And if your favorite team plays over the weekend, we'll still have some hopefully in-date analysis for you heading into the weekend. But a big giant mailbag. We're going to blow it out with this mailbag. That's basically going to be the whole pod. It's going to be like a Christmas mailbag. Might do a couple other things on there, but uh, more on that later in the week. But to this point, we have been grinding to get this pod done. Uh, we have done one, two, three, four, five, six, six interviews for this podcast. And as you probably know by now, the purpose of the podcast, and I'll tell you more about this in a moment, is to support my friend Giovanni, uh, our friend Giovanni. You don't have to be an Eagles fan to see that this kid is, uh, he's a stud and somebody with a lot of courage. And I'll tell you all about that. But Team Giovanni on GoFundMe is where you're going to be able to make a donation. You can also check it out in the description of the pod or links on my social media. Listen, no pressure. I know that people have a lot that they're dealing with right now. And, um, you know, you also have a, a, a big choice of ways that you can make the world a better place for Christmas. Um, this little kid is, is, is the man. And, um, I just decided if we were going to do something this week on Wednesday, I would enjoy doing this way more uh, than I would enjoy just sitting here all alone talking football or having a regular guest on. So I'm going to have a guest co-host, Giovanni Hamilton. Uh, He has a podcast. I'll tell you about that. Uh, And he was awesome. We did all six of these interviews. Zach Ertz will join, join us in a moment. Then Ryan Kerrigan. Travis Kelsey, uh, Zach Moss, uh, DK Metcalf, and Johnny Hecker all joined us. And they were all great. And they, you know, they're all joining us for about five minutes apiece. So I'm going to ask if you do make a donation, let's make a $5 donation. Give anything you can 50 cents, a dollar, uh, a $5 donation would be tremendous. Uh, kids got a lot to to deal with with the medical bills coming up. Sit back and enjoy Zach Ertz, Ryan Kerrigan, Travis Kelsey, Zach Moss, DK Metcalf, and Johnny Hecker. Uh, Some tremendous stories. And 
sorry, Macon, probably the best co-host I, I got. Um, and he's a guest co-host. So um, let's hear from Zach and Giovanni. This is the Greenlight Pod. This is a special Greenlight Pod. I have the great Zach Ertz and the greater Giovanni Hamilton joining me. And this is really cool because these are two two dudes I, I respect and and uh, and know from my time in Philly. Zach, obviously, Super Bowl champion, all everything. How many records does he he hold? I don't I don't do my homework like that. He's just Zach Ertz uh, and Giovanni, terrific podcast host. Uh, it's called Philly Sports with Giovanni. It's at Eagles Brawl. We'll get you the information on how you can listen to that. How you guys doing today, man? Gio, you good? I'm doing good. Zach, we good? Yeah, we're good, man. A little tired, you know, long flight, but um, we're all right. I think, G- I think Gio might be more tired than you. He was telling me about his bedtime. It's usually 9 o'clock, but some nights it's 2, 3 in the morning because he's up playing Call of Duty. I mean, that's a great gig he's got over there. <laughs> it's a great gig. Uh, and Zach obviously had a long flight last night and, um, you know, hard fought game. Eagles, you know, played inspired, came up just short, but taking the time to join us today. Um, Gio, I told the listeners a little bit about um, some of the challenges that you, you go through, and I, we've all been very inspired by your perseverance as big, tough football players. We're, we got nothing on you, dude. Talk to the folks about what's going on um, and what you got to go through over the next couple months. Um, so when I was two, I was diagnosed with something called SJS. It's a like muscular dystrophy with uh, dwarfism. And basically, my left hip is dislocated and both of my elbows are dislocated. And um, I've had 16 surgeries. Um, on New Year's Eve, I go to the doctors again because uh, I just had my 16th surgery on my elbows to get um, injections into my elbows, and it didn't work. So uh, I might have to have another one, and then um, I have to have one in March, I think, for my eyes. Um, and yeah, I've had. 16 surgeries that makes you much tougher than me and zach <laughs> there's no doubt about it especially i'm looking at zach i'm like there's no way <laughs> no tight end you know these guys uh geo you're very brave you, you 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 certainly know how to recover from surgeries you've got a few coming up how do you stay mentally tough in your situation because i really do admire um kind of your attitude it's usually just go home or stay overnight in the hospital and watch film or talk to my mom about football or watch a game. It's really just the Eagles that keeps me going. Yeah, the Eagles, guys like Zach Ertz and man, like uh, you do watch a lot of film because, as I said, you know he's got a podcast. He's very good at it. I've been a guest. Uh, he's had a star-studded lineup, and I certainly was not. I don't count myself as one of the stars, but he had some great guests this fall. How exciting is it to kind of run the show on your own podcast? And what's challenging about interviewing people? Um. It's it's really cool to run my own podcast because I've wanted to do it for so long. Uh, it's always been a dream, and um, 
you know, it for me, it's not really hard to interview people. Um, but sometimes when you're talking to someone, it just goes in a different direction, and you don't have the notes prepared. Sometimes <laughs> that's difficult. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 a lot like football, man. Like honestly, like transitioning from playing to doing something like this, you got a game plan. Things change, you know. Like people get hurt. Uh, you know, you, you throw a pick in the first five minutes, a kickoff return, and I've had that feeling sometimes when I'm interviewing somebody and either go south or they go way off script, and you just have to adapt. And I think sometimes it's like just relax and have a conversation. I think that's what you're so great at. I could tell just on being on the, on the show is you're just a good conversationalist, you know? Zach, are, have you been on the show? Are we getting you on the show soon? Dude, of course I've been on the show. Okay, I'm just making yeah. sure. Me and, me and Gio had a great podcast. It was much better than your podcast with Gio, just saying. <laughs> uh, but it was a blast. I mean, like you said, Gio is a great conversationalist, and it makes it so easy for us to just talk. It's all it is when you're on the podcast with Gio, when you're talking to you. It's very similar. It's just a conversation, and it's a lot of fun, and I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. So, listen, we got a huge Eagles fan here going through a bunch Somebody who inspires me with his positivity, somebody who inspires me with his resolve, and I know Zach's the same way because you guys have known each other probably even longer. Um, we've got fans of all types of teams here um, listening to the Green Light Pod, so I would encourage you guys. We're linking the GoFundMe um, in the in the description of the podcast. Um, I would encourage you because we're talking to each player for about five minutes, and we've got a, a star-studded lineup today. Travis Kelsey, uh, Johnny Hecker, Ryan Kerrigan, Zach Moss from the Bills. There's even some rumblings that we get DK Metcalf on here. They're all coming for Geo. They're all showing up to talk to Geo. Uh, your favorite team might be represented, maybe not. But this is Christmas, and, and you know it's a tough time right now uh, around the country. Imagine if you got medical bills on top of that, if you've got to, if you've got to deal with what Gio and his awesome family have to deal with right now, we'd encourage you, if you're going to make a donation, it's five minutes with each player, maybe five bucks, spare us an Abe Lincoln, you know, green light faithful. We are, we are very good people, right? Let's, let's, let's make somebody's Christmas. And Zach, you want, you want to tell, uh, you want to give a little background on, on the fun that you and your mother set up and that sort of thing. Yeah, definitely. So obviously we've known Gio for a long time. Um, my mom and his mom have become extremely close, um, just being two, two moms. And I'm sure as your mom can attest to, her boys are, are her most important thing. Um, and so my little brother, he was 14 years old, uh, the third brother out of the four, Nick. He had two back surgeries when he was 14. Um, and just being able to, or the medical bills that we had are nowhere near in comparison to what Gio and his family are dealing with, but we still can relate to the, to the trial that they had. Um, and so my mom came up with this idea to start a GoFundMe page and just to help with the medical bills, like you said, um, Gio is such a strong, strong kid. Um, we know he's gonna dominate it like he always does, but just the fact that we're able to kind of help push this along and kind of help ease the burden of the family is what we want to accomplish. And so, like you said, we're going to link the GoFundMe page in, in the description of the podcast. Um, the goal is $25,000. We're at 7,500 currently. 
Um, but we want to surpass that goal. The goal is on the GoFundMe page, but we want to go higher. I mean, especially Philadelphia, you know, Philadelphia, we do everything bigger and better than everywhere else. I would just agree. Just like our parade, just like our parade, mm-hmm. just saying. Um, and so with that, we want to just be a light for Gio and his family. Let's kind of kick this thing off. We've got, we've got about five minutes, maybe a little bit more with Zach Ertz. He's gracious with his time. And then we'll get to the rest of the guests, but. We figured we'd start right here at home, Eagles fans. We got our boy, uh, one of the fixtures in the community, and uh, and one of the best podcasters coming out of Philly here. Let's get this done. Let's 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 donate. It's right there in the in the uh, description of the pod. Even I could find it. We're gonna make it that easy. Um, Gio, you had a question for Zach. Zach, last year you came back uh, in the game with a kidney injury and broken ribs to help the Eagles win. My question is, what kind of mentally preparation did you have to go through to come back into that game with those kind of injuries? Oh, that's a great question. Um, well, first I had to go back and get some medication to help with the pain because I'm not, I'm, I'm, not a, I'm not as strong as you, so I needed some help. I needed some help to get me going. Um, they actually numbed the rib area uh, because, like, I got hit – uh, Xavier Woods hit me in the middle of the field. I knew something wasn't right, um, but I was able to finish the drive. The next drive, we come onto the field. I run the route going from my right to the left. Right as I break going to the left, I feel like my whole chest just like move and kind of collapse. I'm like, oh, something's not right. So I just kind of ran off the field, jogged right to the locker room, got the x-ray, showed the four, four uh, broken ribs. Didn't know about the kidney at the time. Um, and so at that point it was just like, what can I do to get back on the field as fast as possible? Cause we, if we won that game, we were essentially winning the division. Um, everyone knew that. Um, so it was just whatever, even if I wasn't a hundred percent, I knew me being out there, the defense was going to treat me as if I was a hundred percent, which just helps everyone else out there. Um, and so for me, it was just getting back on the field, getting their number one corner, whoever was going to cover me. Um, and find a way to win the football game. And then after the game, I go to the bathroom and it's a different color than it normally is. And I've shown the doctors and like, yeah, you need to go to the hospital. So that's how I found out about the kidney. Um, But I think mentally it was just do what you can do for the team, do what you can do for the team. And that's all I was focused on. The old Zach Ertz decoy, eh? Just trot him out there and get the corner. <laughs> I think I had about four catches at post injury. Just saying. <laughs> okay, that's good. That's good. But you know the whole kidney thing. I mean, it's, it's, what does your kidney do? I, you know, like I, you know, you got two of them. I, it's not a big deal, Zach. We don't need to play the the blood in the in the toilet thing up. You know, it's no big deal. Yeah, no big deal. Let's just say that. <laughs> tough guy. He's a tough guy. That Zach Ertz. Um, talking about mental toughness. Gio's a big Carson fan. We all love Carson. I mean, great dude. Uh, I, I think he's got a lot of good football left in him. Right now, he's in a tough spot. He's been very supportive of Jalen. I see him put his arm around him, help him work, help him learn, that sort of thing. Like, that's the guy we know, you know. Can you speak to how mentally tough and how good of a teammate he's been over the last couple of weeks? Yeah, I mean, the way he's handled this, I'm no, there's no surprise honestly, from, from my end, see, I mean, how he supported Nick when he, when Carson, Carson should have won the MVP 2017 gets her third, third, third to last game of the year. Um, and just supported Nick throughout the whole Super Bowl run. 
Um, and then the following year, the same thing with Nick. Um, and so I think this is just a testament to the character that he is. You know, he's not going to let football define him. He's definitely not going to let this season define him uh, as a player or as a person. Um, and so he's going to be the most supportive person he can. He's, he's still in, heavily involved in the meetings. He's still talking to the coaches like, hey, maybe we should just tweak this just a little bit. Just because he sees the game from that pers- from that vantage point so well. He's seen so many looks that Jalen hasn't seen um, that he's able to kind of help the whole scheme, um, the coaching staff, the guys that are going to be out there alongside Jalen. So, I mean, I'm not surprised with how Carson's handled this. Obviously, he's very, very competitive and wants to be out there each and every play like we all do. Um, and so it's no surprise that um, he wants to be yeah, out there. Yeah, I mean, that's normal to want to be out there and play. And um, I look forward to a day where I see Carson, um, you know, doing his thing again. I, From a hardball question to a softball question here, best cheesesteak in Philly? Or maybe this isn't a softball question. Ah. Ah. There we go. There was <laughs> now the Now the tough questions start. Yeah, I think it's Gina's. What about you, Zach? Uh, I think I'm going to say Jim's. Jim's cheesesteaks. So here was the big bomb I'm going to drop on you guys that I told Gio offline that um, he's going to be. I don't know how you're going to feel about this, G. I haven't <laughs> had his cheesesteak in Philadelphia. Look at his face. His face. So here's the deal. I've been saving the first one, all right? I was supposed to eat one with Mike Scott. We never got around to it because he hadn't had one. I'm thinking maybe I come up there when things are better and you we go on a cheesesteak tour or something. Maybe the three of us will go get a cheesesteak. You guys can show me the ropes because I, uh, I just, I'm, I'm a rookie with that. I love cheesesteak. I just, when I was playing, Zach, you know how tight those jerseys are? I don't have your metabolism, you know? <laughs> I don't want those big love handles because I've been out eating Pats and Geno's till two in the morning. Especially in all white jerseys on you. They just weren't, weren't very flattering. I love the all white jerseys. I didn't want to lose my, my, you know, the, the bare minimum physique that you need to wear the all white jersey, you know? <laughs> so cheesesteaks were going to do it to me. All right. So then, then, then you said, I said Geno's. Geno's and you said, Gems. Gems. Pats is left out. Wow. I mean, we still love Pat. We still love Pat. It's not as much. Um, hey, <laughs> hey, uh, what's one place, Zach and Gio, that you can't wait to go when things open back up in Philly? Oh, man, that's a great question. There's so many good restaurants here in Philly. Uh, Doesn't have to be a restaurant. Could be, could be anything. Mine's the link. I have to go back there. Yeah, the link's going to be live. It's like my second home. So it's your second home. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you're, you're like you're like Baker Mayfield living in the link, you, you know, like those commercials. Ertzy, where where you want to go, man? I want to go to the link with the full house. That's what I want. That is so. That is such. That is so such a boring answer, Zach. You just took Gio's answer, and any football player's gonna say, "I can't wait till our fans are there." Give us give us a hard hitting. You got to pick one restaurant, one theater, one activity in Philly. Um, let's go Vetri and Philly. Ooh, Vetri. You do like talking about Vetri. Zach loves his food. And then finally, because we do have, we do have Johnny Hecker on a little bit. And I figured it might be (laughs) funny. When I told you Hecker was coming on, you said you had a good Hecker story. 
Yeah, so we're playing the Rams this year. And obviously, Johnny is a phenomenal player. Everyone knows he's the best punter maybe to ever play the game. And it's third down, and I get, like, grabbed, and I start, like, yelling at the ref, like, that's a flag. What are you guys doing? And not so many words, of course. Yeah, just whining. Johnny is over there. Zach, I don't want to hear it. You're not even the best athlete in your family. (laughs) The ref looks over at him and says, hey, we're not going to take any of that, especially (laughs) from a punter. (laughs) I I love the ref's response. And I yeah. and I brought this up. And Gio, I don't know if you've ever seen this, but you need to YouTube the the moment when Johnny Hecker he he took a step at Cliff Averill in Seattle, like he was gonna like he was gonna get after him. And Cliff turned around and took one step back at him, and Johnny almost fell fell backwards six feet on his butt because he was so afraid. Johnny's a big instigator. He's a big guy. He's six six, <laughs> but he's still a punter. And he likes to mix it up with the position players. Hey, as far as that best athlete in the family thing, get in lines, that hurts, okay? It's one day you have to deal with that. I've had to deal with that my whole life. Uh, Hey, uh, Zach Ertz, appreciate you, man. Awesome dude. Uh, Miss you, bro. And and best of luck the rest of the way, man. I know Gio um, appreciates it too, I know. Yeah, thank you guys so much for having me. Gio, keep freaking dominating it, dude. You're, I mean, you're an inspiration for us here in Philly on the team. The fans love you, dude. You're a great podcast host. Much better than Chris. Yes. Never forget that. Yeah. The floor, the floor for you is Chris Long. Just know that. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's the he's a white DN. The floor is Chris Long. It's amazing. Um, uh, right. Zach Ertz, appreciate you, man. Um, and good luck this weekend. Thanks, brother. All right. So while we're waiting on our first guest. It was great talking to Zach Ertz, obviously one of your favorite players. It's easy for you to name your favorite Eagles. Are there guys around the division on division rival teams that you like or respect? I respect Dak Prescott. Because you reached out to him, right? You guys got, you guys connected. Yeah. Um, I just want him to know after, after uh, his injury that I want him to get back out there. Pretty cool, man. That's that's cool. I mean, you know, it's it's always hard to see people get hurt, but you always realize when somebody has a tough injury that fo- most football fans and all football players, in my opinion, they 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 want everybody to stay safe. You know, even if they're on the the other team, you don't want to see injuries. You hate to see it. I know it really was moving for him to get that video from you. Yeah, I know he was excited about it. I like. I, I, I don't like him, but I have respect for him. Ezekiel Elliott. Right. Mm-hmm. He's pretty good. Um, Saquon Barkley. He's I, really good, and it's amazing that they're they're finding ways to be competitive without him. Yeah. Yeah. They they they. Gallman's done a really good job. The backup running back who's who's yeah. who's out there every day getting a bunch of carries. Who's your least favorite team in the division that you you, you can't stand them? Is it the Cowboys? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Um, do you have any other teams that you really like watching besides the Eagles anywhere around the country that's like your favorite team to watch outside the Eagles? Um, This year, the Steelers are fun to watch. You and, like defense, huh? Yeah. And I love watching the Chiefs. They're a lot of fun. Oh, they're so fun. Like yeah. they, they're not fun if you play defense because it give you nightmares. Yeah. 
but uh but they're fun to watch and yesterday was great um hey right off the bat speaking of uh division rivals we're gonna have ryan kerrigan on in a minute or two uh, you think you you ready to talk to a guy that that you know uh, that plays for the Washington football team? Yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> do, you, do, do you like Ryan Kerrigan? Yeah. 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 He always plays well against the Eagles, though. Oh, it is is I've had nightmares about it. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get him on. All right. Cool. So the five minutes will start now with the great Ryan Kerrigan, one of my favorite rushers in Geo. He's making an exception for a Washington football team member here. He, he loves him some Ryan Kerrigan. Geo, you got a question. Why don't you kick this thing off? Um, what was it like to see uh, your coach, Ron Rivera, go through such a personal bat- battle with his cancer treatment and see Alex Smith come back this season? It's it's been incredible. I mean, those two guys are the personifications of being tough and not letting anything stand in their way. I mean, Coach Rivera, you wouldn't you wouldn't have known anything was going on, let alone him battling what he was battling earlier in the season, because um, he just the way he handled himself, the the toughness that he showed, and for Alex Smith to come back from that injury um, and to not only play but to play as well as he's played. I mean, he's. He's an inspiration to us all, and, and I'm I'm thankful that I you know I get to see it up close and personal every day because he's he really is something else. That first day he went out there, were you as nervous as everybody at home? Like, because I was sitting there and I'm like, there's no way he's really going to be able to take a hit. Like, I watched him walk out of his house. I was so nervous for him. And Aaron Donald like jumps on his back the first day at work. Were, were y'all nervous the way we were? I mean, well, after that Aaron Donald hit and he, you know, gets back up after that, you're like, all right, well, I mean, he, he's good. And I mean, I mean, and he, he sure didn't seem nervous. I mean, he might, he, he says he was a little bit, but I mean, I think I don't, he didn't seem nervous and didn't act like it. So, I mean, he's, I mean, the guy's amazing and the mental toughness, I mean, forget, you know, physically being able to, to get back to where he is now, but the, to mentally get back to where he is now, yeah. it's incredible. Absolutely. Hey, what's it like doing the mentor thing? You know, you're still a very productive member of that team and um, you could play another five, seven years. But, you know, I've been on D lines where, you know, they draft a bunch of young guys. You're getting your reps. You're still dominating. I'm seeing you just bench press people left and right when I turn on TV. That long arm's still just humming. What's it like, though, trying to bring young guys along, Um, you know, knowing that they might be the long term future for an organization and you're this franchise sack leader, but you're passing it on. It's cool because I mean, to be able to have played for 10 years now in the lot and of, of, you know, being, been able to be around a lot of uh, different guys. So I feel like I have a lot of, I guess, wisdom and, and just a lot of just, you know, stuff to pass along to the young guys. And what's cool about our group is that they want to learn. They want to, they, they ask me different things and it's uh so it's a cool role to be able to, you know, kind of bring some of the younger guys along. Yeah. You can tell they're all like, they like to learn. They play hard. They're good kids. I can just tell Chase Young is a good kid. You know what I mean? He, yeah, he absolutely is. I mean, the guy, he, he's not, I mean, he's, he's a physical freak, but he's also a guy that works, he, he works his butt off every day to, you know, to get better. So it's not, it's not just talent. He's, he's got the work ethic to match it. How do you instill that culture? Cause you guys obviously has, have a culture in the D line room. And that's something that I think gets overlooked is how do you instill the culture of effort and finishing plays and you're the vet. So it's obviously coming down from the top. 
I think it's getting the right guys with the right mindset in over the years. I mean, you draft a guy like John Allen, a guy like Chase Young, guys like that who really have this aggressive, um, aggressive, you know, mindset of, of not only wanting to you know perform on game day, but, you know, bringing that to practice every day. I mean, we, the intensity that John, you know, brings to practice is something that rubs off on all of us. And I think that that's how we've, you know, been able to build a, build a good uh, culture and good, good camaraderie in the D line room. Speaking of D lines, Gio had a question not to put you on the spot. I know you think your D line's probably the best and you've got good reason to think that, but Gio, you want to put him on the spot? Um, what do you think is the best defensive line? Well, since I can't say the Washington football team's defensive line, I mean, I see a lot of a lot of Philadelphia Eagles stuff right there that you're rocking, and yeah. they've got a pretty pretty impressive defensive line up there. I mean, Brandon Graham, um, you know, <laughs> yeah, your guy, your guy Fletcher Cox, a fellow number ninety one, and a guy that I don't think gets enough credit, uh, Derek Barnett. That guy's that guy's an impressive rusher, and really, you know, whenever watching film of you know common opponents, he's a guy I always see flashing and. He's he's so multiple in his in his in how he can beat you. It's it's really impressive. And then and Josh Sweat coming along this year too. Oh, he's a freak. He's a physical freak. And Derek does not get enough credit. I love Derek Barnett. We call him Gumby. The way he bends that edge at the yeah. top. Wouldn't it be nice if we could bend the edge like that at the top? Oh, dude, yeah. It it, it would be. It would just make life so much easier, <laughs> it man. Just be awesome. <laughs> it would be awesome. Hey, five minutes is up. Uh, Geo is going to ask everybody one question on the way out the door. Okay, so you can't say you want a game win for Christmas, but what do you want for Christmas? Um, man, that's a good question. <laughs> um, you know, I I just want my I want my daughters to have a great day. I hope they have a lot of fun. Get all the get all everything they could want. You know, whatever a a three month old can want for Christmas. Mom, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, I just want them to have a good day. If they have a great day, then then I then I'll have a great day. Hey, he knows the key to happiness in life. <laughs> he knows the key to happiness. Hey, Rye, man, uh, on behalf of Gio and myself, thank you so much for joining the pod and finish the season healthy. I'm rooting for you. Love watching you play, bud. Appreciate you, man. Yeah, take it easy, man. Merry Christmas. Sure. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, Gio. Well, that was fun. I mean. Um, Pretty good for the first time interviewing a division rival there, Gio. Yeah. With Ryan. I mean, you did good, man. You did good. And He's a pretty nice guy behind the face mask. Yeah. Yeah, he is. Yeah, we'll be we'll get after him next year. Don't like the jersey where it's Yeah, I don't <laughs> love the jersey. Although I gotta say, as far as like uniforms are concerned, out of the whole NFC East, where would you rank the Washington football team's uniforms? Um, above Dallas. That's Definitely sure. above Dallas. I agree. Yeah. The guy we have on next is uh, a guy that I've gotten to know through a buddy of mine, and uh, his name is Travis Kelsey. Now, the, the buddy of mine that I'm referring to is Jason Kelsey, longtime Eagles legend, center, guy who's playing through a lot of injuries right now. Gio, can you just – can you talk about – what Jason Kelsey means to Eagles culture. Jason Kelsey is like everything to us. I mean, he's he's just he's an awesome guy. Um he's the mummer as everyone knows. Mm -hmm. Um that speech was amazing. It will go down in history as the best 
speech and parade ever in my book. I mean, I, I, it's hard to argue with that one. I mean, and his brother, who's got a Super Bowl ring, Travis, he's got a lot to live up to there with the with the parade stuff. So, um, Super Bowl ring. Oh, look at that. It's better. <laughs> Ooh, look at that. That looks yeah. good. And, and, and Travis is trying to get another one of those and probably the odds-on favorite to win the Super Bowl right now. Let's say the Eagles don't get in the playoffs for some reason. <laughs> who are you rooting for to win the Super Bowl if the Eagles aren't in it? And who do you think wins the Super Bowl? Um, I've gotten this question a lot, and it is the Chiefs just because of, they have so much talent on their yeah. team. And they can definitely get it two years in a row. And it's Andy, too. It's Andy with, you know, a lot of people in Philly love Andy, and it'd be cool to see him get another ring. Uh, and certainly one of the guys that we're about to have on is is fun to watch, and that's Travis Kelsey, who we just mentioned. As far as a tie down with the ball in his hands, I mean, good Lord. Um, he's got to be maybe the most electrifying tight end after the catch I've seen in my time in the league and after it. Gronk was amazing. Uh, Gronk was a great blocker, complete player. When Travis gets the ball, though, it's it's hard to compete with what he does with it. And uh, he's also a great dude. And he has uh, he has agreed to join us for a few minutes uh, and talk to to myself and Gio about uh, their big win yesterday and and what lies ahead the rest of the season. So let's get him on. So, what is it like to be brothers with the mummer himself? <laughs> that murmur and stuff, man. What a guy, huh? Oh, nice. And you even got him sitting right there. Man, oh, man. I'll tell you what. I don't know if my brother's ever looked that good than that doll right there, man. He is a, <laughs> he is a big old burly man in person, but he's uh, he's the best, honestly. I mean, if you couldn't tell from uh, the, the the Super Bowl parade speech to, you know, just how he's been handling the, the ups and downs of the yeah. season this year, man, you can't say enough about who he is as a, as a man, his character, his his genuine ability to appreciate everybody around him, man. I love that guy. I've learned a lot from him, to say the least. He's also uh, he's also pounded a lot of things into me as well, if that makes sense. <laughs> he's ingrained he's ingrained a mindset uh, to to do the right things in life. That's and what I brothers are for, that. Trav. Oh yeah, you know it. You know it. it. It took me a while to appreciate all the punches, but I, I appreciate them now. It, it it got me through yesterday's game, that's for sure. Oh yeah, and you had a physical one. We're going to talk about that in a second. While we're on your brother, I'm always so intrigued. If y'all had to switch clothes for a day, who who pulls it off better? <laughs> Dude, that mullet, man, that mullet, is, that's a star <laughs> mullet right there. And I'm pretty sure he could pull off anything he, he wants right now with that mane. Um, I think uh, I think I can easily throw, throw on some Timberland boots, some jeans, and, and a flannel. flannel. And, and, yeah, exactly. And, and rock it, rock it with confidence. I don't know if he can throw on the tight jeans, though, man. Dude, he might feel some of your outfits are just, I'm like, man, if I could, I would. I could, if I could, I would. <laughs> hey, listen. Sure. I'll be. We used to joke about this. Getting on the plane, he would have a tiny little gym bag that, like an old man, would bring to a public gym, <laughs> a collared, an Eagles collared shirt, boots, and and like some some like painter jeans, like not like exactly. designer jeans. And then I'm looking at you on Instagram, and you've got like a, a cheetah print three piece suit. Getting on the plane, dude. It's just <laughs> I, where where did dude. you guys start to diverge on the style? Honestly, I don't, I think I just, uh, over the course of, uh, of high school and college, I kind of just got into the, the crowd of, you know, 
wearing the nice jeans and throwing on a nice collared shirt. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, Jason was always just the, I mean, he used to, wear just a straight letterman's jacket and jeans to <laughs> football games just like i don't care i'm gonna put on a jersey and pads anyways you know might as well just go in there with the least amount of clothes possible he's he's just always been that way man i can't say he doesn't he doesn't i can't say he doesn't care because when it's time to put something together he's really trying to you know yeah. make it look nice and all that but i um it's just funny man he's just got that mentality that business mentality and nothing really matters but football at this point he's business Uh, in the front party in the back geo wears geo wears (laughs) geo's got a cool hairdo i've been talking about this thing i need i I wish i had my lettuce looking like that but man geo i had to cut mine off because it wasn't looking that good really i can grow it too though (laughs) you're growing it out let me see let me see this give me a little side profile Oh yeah, that's nice. That is cool, huh? That's nice. That's what they. That, I, I like to call that's dirty. Ooh, that's dirty. Man. <laughs> that's a dirty mullet. That's a dirty mullet. That's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> so, what do you do now? Because, like, what what does a Travis Kelsey off day look like, like wardrobe wise? Because I'm the opposite of the spectrum as well. Jason would tell you, like, this is a nice <laughs> outfit for me. I thought about it today because I was like, you know, this is a Killing good bottle, you? So, yeah, this is collar <laughs> buttons. What what do you wear? Because this is COVID. There's nobody to see or impress. Like, you know, I get dressing oh, yeah. up for the game, but do you, like on a Thursday coming to the facility, are you? Um, honestly, it just depends on how I'm feeling that day, dude. Yeah. I um, I for the most part, I'm I'm I've always been very uh, loungy. Um, when I'm just hanging around and not, not going to an event or anything like that. So sweats, I mean, in high school and college, that's all I would wear. They're just sweats. I'm a big two piece guy. Get a top, top bottom matched up, oh, man. God, man. Yeah. Get a nice, get a nice, uh, velour <laughs> jumpsuit going. Oh, you know what I mean? Just something, Love me some something velour. nice and cozy. <laughs> Bring it back. Did it ever leave? Uh, no, I don't think it ever left. I just, uh, it was all just preferred. No, it's, uh, I like to stay comfy on, on days like this. You see me in some sweats, man, just rocking something cool. I usually, uh, support, uh, the, the friends and family that, uh, that send me some good stuff, send me some good gear. I'll support that throughout the week, man. If it's just, free, I don't get too crazy, free, but me. exactly. Uh, Gio, you exactly. had a question about winning a Super Bowl. How hard is it to defend a Super Bowl title? I'll tell you what I am. Um, I'm slowly starting to learn more and more about what that really means. And, uh, and throughout the course of the year, I mean, they say you, you got to be ready for, you know, everyone's best shot. And um, I personally, I think that uh, we were getting everybody's best shot last year as well. Uh, but what it means more so this year is just having the, the right mentality going into the to work. You know, the, the fact that, you know, you have a lot of unfinished business. Yeah. You reach the mountaintop and you want to want to ring, but at the same time, uh, life, life kind of goes on. You have to, you have to keep trying to strive for things in the world, knowing how difficult it can get. Uh, you got to handle adversity and kind of persevere through all of it, man. Just try and keep, keep trying to find ways to better yourself as not only a person, but a football player. And I think, uh, that's, that's the biggest part is, is having the right mentality every single week, uh, to keep coming and coming in and, and doing your best, man. And you guys don't like when in boring, that doesn't suit you. Ah, nah, man. We like to, we like to, you know what I mean? We like the heart rates up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Big, big heart rate team, big heart rate team, big Fitbit team. Geo hit him with the next one. What is the key to adjusting to Patrick Mahomes, uh, extending plays? That's a great question. Man, he's coming with some good ones. I'll tell you what, man. It's like, uh, 
during during the beginning of the play so you're saying you're talking about extending plays during the beginning of the game you really feel or the beginning of a play you feel that there's a lot of structure within the concept of the play so mm-hmm. the, a coach will uh, uh will install a play he'll teach a play and he'll tell you we're going to run it when the defense is presenting this kind of look right so you you there's structure in your head that you want to be on the same page once that those two to three seconds go by those four seconds go by. And then you see Patrick leave the pocket. Now it's free game. Yeah. I'm in the backyard playing with my boys and we're trying to get the ball downfield. It's almost like a, you have to have just a completely different mentality of, all right, where's the space on the field. And you kind of, you just have to feel that, but it's, um it's fun, man, because he can really make any play happen. Uh, there was a play yesterday where I just, I, the play broke down and I just said, you know what, just snapped in my mind. There's nobody on the other side of the field to just haul tail to the other side of the field. And by the time I looked up to see if, where the ball was, it was about five feet from me. It was like Pat was on a whole nother. It was like he was reading my <laughs> mind the whole time, man. It's it's cool stuff. It's fun to be a part of because you know that, one, the play never dies. And two, man, it's um, – you, you you feel unguardable when you get seven seconds to <laughs> to get yeah a that's DB the thing to, I mean it, it's got to be so frustrating because he'll drop target like twelve yards and he'll just backpedal from there and buy time so casual and then mm-hmm. next thing you know somebody's open like the play in the corner of the end zone I feel like when when uh, who was it Hardman caught that ball in the corner or who was in there? oh yeah that yeah, was so, Hardman so I'm thinking is Kelsey thinking he's getting the ball. And then there was another crosser that thing he's getting the ball. Yeah, no, but we had, Pat, we had, Patrick knows exactly where he wants to go. He knew the entire time, and every it's like he delays and has hesitation. He moves people with his eyes. He's very manipulative in that regard. And I mean, it, every single time it works. I, there was a play where he was five to ten yards downfield, and I one of the DBs just I guess didn't know where the line of scrimmage was, and he gave a fake throw mm-hmm. about twenty yards downfield, and the DB jumped for it. And and it's just like you know, I mean, the play is never dead in terms of what he can do with his arm. That you just ha- naturally have it in your mind. And I think what he does with his eyes and his body movement, his shoulders, as he sets up guys, uh, and and makes everybody else's job easier in terms of getting open. I wanted to ask this question real quick, and I know Geo had one more for you. Oh, yeah. What what is the what is that screen pass that you caught by the goal line called? Like it looked like a basketball <laughs> pass, like. I, I like every oh, week. I just I have a list, a running list of things that would terrify me as a player in the red zone. Yeah. I mean, you're catching underhanded shovel passes off a speed option. Like, what is that 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 play which I've never seen called? You're asking all the right questions, and man, this is probably the most embarrassing play uh, because it, I mean, you could literally we've literally put a lineman in that situation. He scored. It's like just literally like, hey, let's give a guy a touchdown. You know, it's yeah. Nobody's expecting that play to happen where you got three wide receiver tight ends in front of you, and it's just like a wall. Uh, and uh, it's called catching Kelsey and I hate the name Andy <laughs> knows he, he just, he digs it in my, in my side. You know, if you don't know, I had a show, don't watch it. It was called catching Kelsey. And he knew that he was, uh, he knew what he was doing when he called it that. But at the same time, I score every time I score on it, he comes over to me. I was like, they can't catch you. Oh, this is amazing. <laughs> Andy what with, a the, guy, with the jokes. Uh, what a guy! Oh no, he's 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 a funny jokes. dude, man. Big jokes. You, Gio, you got you got one more question about. Uh, I think it was about Pat, right? Yeah. All right. Give me one thing that Patrick Mahomes is bad at, and you can't say nothing. Man, one thing that he's bad at. 
Um, that's a good question, man. I'm telling you what, the guy is good at a lot of things. <laughs> you can tell he's just got that he like is, roll out of bed baseball swag. Like, just, yeah, just anything you need, man. I played him in table tennis. Good at that. Um, he's not a terrible shooter, but I'm a better shooter. Um, golly, is he bad taste in music? Does he? No, I'm not gonna lie. He's actually a really good DJ too, man. I really? just. Golly, the guy just has very, very minimal flaws. Man, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what's the most disgusting thing about him is that he really does put a mound of ketchup on everything. (laughs) And it's to the point of, like, you can't even look at his food. I mean, that's not not like you're looking at food, but you see this big mound of red sauce on, you know, you can't help but to peek over there. And then you're just like, (laughs) you a big ketchup guy, Gio? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, you're down. You're going on that road too, man. Maybe not as much as Patrick, from what it sounds like. Yeah, no, I don't know, man. He's uh, he's wild with it, man. He's we hate we it. hate mayonnaise on this podcast. Oh yeah, not a big mayonnaise guy, Jason. Gio? I'll tell you, man, mayonnaise is not is not what I'm going for. Gio, you like mayonnaise? It would literally ruin every everything for me. I can't. I wouldn't even touch the oh, whatever the it is. If I it had to eat some on it. this show. I lost the bet. I had to eat a whole cup of mayonnaise it was terrible geo do you hate mayonnaise too i i like mayonnaise. oh geo oh geo we man, found the crazy, one the dude. one terrible thing about you everything else is perfect like pat mahomes i like it on like sandwiches not like not like a cup of it that's yeah well no, no one no one likes a cup of it but taking spoon fills <laughs> don't yeah, put it on no, it that's not what- well, uh, you got you got a christmas question and let this guy roll because he's got a bunch of plays he's got to learn <laughs> Yeah, no. <laughs> All right. Um, what do you want for Christmas? And you can't say a win. Um, what do I want for Christmas? That is a great question. Um, I couldn't. I haven't been able to answer that to anybody that's asked me to this point. It's really hard. Um, it is, man. It is because when you grow up, I was telling Gio, like when you're a kid. All the things that would really bother you if you found them in your, you know, your, your, uh, what's the, the sock on the wall? Am I forgetting your stocking? If you found it, if you found socks in that sock on the wall, you would be mad. You'd be like, socks again? Now as an adult, like, that's what you want. That's awesome. That's everything. Mom the, still sends me socks and underwear for Christmas, man. It's the yeah. greatest day, the greatest day of the year. So, um, so, so yeah, I, I guess maybe a PS5 for me. I, I might because oh, everybody's making it. You want to, you want to, you want to jump back into the video games? Have you? Me and Gio were talking about. Gio goes to bed at two, three in the morning some nights playing Call of Duty. Oh, it's a late night slayer, man. Late night. <laughs> nice, man. Yeah. Um, I would say, I would say probably a a pair of of the newest Marty McFlies, man. I've had my eyes Ooh. on the new ones that actually self tie themselves. Now you're gonna have to go and watch Back to the Future, which is a great movie if you haven't seen it, Geo. But I'm telling you, they made some. I watched all of them. Nice, man. This guy's up on his movies too. <laughs> Golly, I um. Oh, I will say that Pat Mahomes hasn't seen a lot of the great movies from like the nineties. I always try and like get him to like go and watch all these sweet movies. And he's just like, like I threw Caddyshack out there one day and he hadn't seen them. I'm like you golf how much and have never seen Caddyshack. That's bad. That's bad. Caddyshack's the only reason why I like golfing. That's bad. <laughs> no, but he, uh, I would, yeah, I would say the Marty McFly's man, the ones that actually self tie. I have the pair that originally came out and, uh, and, and those ones don't self tie, but the, the ones that, that came out most recently definitely do. And I think it's the coolest thing 
ever. Well, we hope I you, wanted... we hope you get the Marty McFlies, man. What do you get for somebody that has everything? Maybe some illustrious award that he might be well deserving of this year. Uh, you know, like one of these big or awards. Just some socks and draws, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, and also, Greenlight Pod. I'm going to send Patrick, and you tell him I said this. We're going to send him a box of Blu-rays. <laughs> We're going to send him all the classics that he has to we watch need it. from the he pod. He has to. Uh, all right, man. Well, I appreciate uh, the time, and thanks for stopping by. You know it, man. You guys keep rocking on. Rep that gang green, man. Yeah. We'll holler at you guys. All right. See you, buddy. Thanks again. You know it. So Travis was pretty cool, huh? Yeah, that was awesome. Him and his brother are two of my favorites and very different, different human beings. Uh, <laughs> hey, we we got to get a running back on here. Uh, we got a defensive player. We've talked to two tight ends. Uh, I think it's time for running back. Zach Moss, rookie out of Utah. I saw him play last year early in the year against BYU by happenstance. I just turned on the game uh, late one night, and I thought, this kid's a pro back. I mean, there's just no question in my mind. So he's in Buffalo now. And uh, if they can get that run game going and he can continue to develop, um, they're going to be tough in the playoffs. That would be another team that would be really fun to see get to the Super Bowl, Geo, because they, they kind of have the same thing that the Eagles had, which is this long wait, you know, and really diehard fans, and everybody's been waiting a long time. So I'd be pretty happy for the Bills. Yeah, I'd be happy for them too. Um, the one thing i got to say is, though, uh, on Twitter – those fans are trying to recruit me. I'm like, <sighs> no, I'm wearing the green. No, they try to steal you, dude. Yeah. <laughs> that that you know what? I respect that tactic. You know, I respect that tactic. They're not afraid to take their shot, but what they don't understand is you're a very loyal uh, fan, and so uh, two of the best fan bases in 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 the country: the Bills and the Eagles fans. Uh, and maybe the Bills get a shot at their first uh, their first trophy that I know they've been waiting a long time for. Uh, Eagles fans got that wish a couple years ago. Anyways, let's get to Zach Moss and uh, and we'll we'll ask him what it's like to play with Josh Allen. We'll talk about you know the Bills mafia that he hasn't been able to enjoy. Uh, on game day all year long and his hopes and, and aspirations for the rest of the season. Gio, you want to kick it off? Yep. How is your first year as a rookie going and is it everything you dreamed of? Uh, my first year has definitely been uh, an amazing year, you know, um, just from the point of, you know, this past Saturday we clinched the AFC East uh, division, something that hasn't been done in 25 years in Buffalo. Um, being a part of that, uh, was real cool and, you know, definitely really special. Um, and then, you know, I miss, I mean, I wish we had the fans, uh, in the stadium to, you know, help celebrate, um, you know, and things like that, but with COVID and everything, but I mean, definitely it's been a dream come true. Just, you know, being in league, um, this is why you work so hard to, you know, and go out there on Sundays and things like that and, you know, have a chance to, you know, show your talents. It's crazy that you get to enjoy the coolest Bills run in your lifetime because I looked up yeah. born in 97 and I was like, yeah. man, like, he didn't see a lot of this stuff. But like, it's cool to see, I mean, I think everybody in the football world outside of New England is rooting for you fan-wise. And, but the irony is you don't, have, you don't get to meet the people that make Buffalo so great yeah. like as a football place to play. Like When you go play in that stadium, it's like a college feel. What do guys tell you about it and then like, 
do you even see people around town? Do you get any bit of kind of the, the taste of what Buffalo's like on a good year? Yeah, I mean, the guys who's been here, uh, they experienced it and everything like that, they tell me it is unmatched. Um, you know, and I mean, when we came back, when we landed back in Buffalo from Denver, um, it was at least 5,000 fans Wow! at the airport to embrace us. And we had fans in Denver after the game was over outside of the uh, stadium embracing us and things like that. Um, and, you know, I've gotten a chance to meet, I mean, you don't really run into anyone here that's not a Bills fan. It's kind of impossible yeah, <laughs> to run into someone that's not a Bills fan. So, I mean, from people who came to my house to set up my Wi-Fi, uh, from anywhere I go, they're all Bills fans and they really, really, you know, love the game and, you know, embrace each and every one of us. Um, no matter if you're a rookie or, you know, you've been a vet in this, uh, on this team for a while. So you're from Florida and you played in Utah, not Buffalo. Are you used to the cold yet? <laughs> oh, man, I don't think you ever really get, uh, you know, used to it. Um, I'm a little bit more comfortable um, with it. Uh, I think it's a lot colder here than Buffalo just because of the wind chills. Utah is more of like a dry cold. Um, and things like that, but it, it's still cold. Um, this wind is no joke out here. <laughs> is it, what's the coldest game you played in? Did you play in one that was real cold out west? Uh, coldest game I played in was probably uh, 15, 20. It might, it might get colder this uh, this year. You guys are hopefully making a deep run. One thing yeah. that Brian Dables taught you, Coach, because he was he was in New England with me, and I, I really loved him, and he you could tell he was – he was headed for some success in the league on his own because he's obviously a, a big difference maker up there. What's one thing he's taught you, and, and what's one thing that is like a pet peeve that you would piss Brian Dable off if you did? Um, one thing that you would do that you probably would piss him off, uh, I mean, if you just continuously messed up his plays. <laughs> I think uh, <laughs> yeah, if you just – I mean, we practice the plays. We go over the plays so many times throughout the week if you messed it up on game day or, you know, just consistently through the week, it's just like, man, he'll, he'll get annoyed pretty fast. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, definitely one thing he's taught me um, was to always be myself. Um, you know what I mean? He made, he, he lets you know that he has confidence in his players, um, which is very, very big. Um, especially for me, you know, being a rookie and things like that, it was, uh, you know, I had a fumble uh, in the 49ers game where I was, uh, you know, benched for the rest of the game. And, you know, following that week, going into the Steelers game, he just let me know how much confidence he still had in me um, and everything like that. So that was pretty, uh, pretty big going into that week for me. Is ball security just terrifying as a rookie? Um, I mean, for me, uh, like I, that's like my, my number one thing. You know what I mean? If I'm going to do anything, I'm going to make sure I protect the ball. You know what I mean? Because that's one thing that I can definitely control. Right. Um, so, you know, I've always taken pride in that ever since, you know, I started playing running back and, you know, obviously, you know, it's going to happen. Uh, just like, you know, you may get beat, uh, and locked up on the pass pro or whatever, you know what I mean? You know, it's going to happen sooner or later, but you just try to do everything you possibly can to, you know, not let it occur. <laughs> hey, uh, Gio and I were wondering off offline, who's, who's hit you the hardest this year? I don't remember who hit me the hardest, but I remember who fell on me the hardest. Okay, uh, <laughs> uh Linville Joseph from oh. the uh, Charges. <laughs> man. 
he fell on me on the outside zone play, and I literally felt like everything inside me just <laughs> got. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, how far can Josh Allen throw a football in reality? Uh, probably a hundred yards plus. I think like if he just wants to zip it instead of like putting air and thing on the ball, I think he can probably throw it a hundred plus without a problem. His, his arm is just his arm is just. I mean, he has a top five arm. Oh, um, for sure, the dude is it's electric. I can't. Yeah, you can't get enough super, of watching him. He's super strong. Um, you know, and he knows how to use his body to help him get a lot of throws off and stuff like that. So, I'll say hundred plus. I just remember there were a couple plays in that Rams game by the sideline where he's backpedaling. He's got AD on him and he's got another mm-hmm. rusher on him, and he's just hand in their face mask just <laughs> like holding a 300 pounder at bay the guy's unbelievable listen we we close this out uh with one christmas question and you're going to be put on the spot but it can't be a boring answer what do you think Gio? you want to hit him with it <laughs> so, i ask you what you want for christmas or what the top present is on your list but you can't say a win Mm. I can't say a win. He took okay. away the easy, the check down. <laughs> uh, the one thing I want for Christmas is I think, you know, hopefully, um, you know, for the world to, you know, get healed real fast here with, you know, this entire COVID thing. Um, and, you know, we get back to, you know, living life, um, you know, kind of how we knew it. But now we get a chance to kind of rebuild it and, you know, kind of see it through a different lens. And, um, you know, hopefully that will you know, take this this planet and this everyone here on Earth, you know, to a different level and know how to live on uh, this world and not take it for granted. Yeah, we were just talking about that. We're excited for uh, for things to get going again whenever whenever uh, it's the right time, man. Yeah, so. hopefully so. Hopefully so. Zach, thanks for joining us. Uh, we enjoy watching you play, and best of luck the rest of the way. Uh, Bill's no mafia problem, is, is always loved on this podcast, so come back some other time. Yes, sir. Appreciate you guys. All right, bro. Take it easy. Merry All right, Christmas. guys. All right. Merry Christmas to you, too. The 2021 basketball season is here. The teams around the league took the offseason to retool and revamp and are ready to hit the court. DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, has rolled out another one of their can't-miss offers. Trying DraftKings Sportsbook is easy, so what are you waiting for? Get in on all the action now. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code GREENLIGHT when you sign up to get 100 to 1 odds on any featured matchup this week. That's right. That's code GREENLIGHT for new players to get a shot at $100 on any featured matchup this week. For a limited time, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. Bonus comprised of first deposit bonus and first bet match. Each up to $500 deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Gio, you got to admit, the, the Bills are fun to watch. Even though you're an Eagles fan, yeah, they are fun to watch. Would who, if you had a choice to throw anybody through a table like they do up in Buffalo during tailgating, who would you throw through a table nicely? Uh, I would throw my dad roughly. <laughs> roughly through a table. <laughs> oh man, tough crowd, Geo. Tough crowd. Um, uh, maybe Dad's gonna hear this pod. Uh, maybe we can make that happen. All right, we could do a little Bills tailgating experience. Uh, the next guy we have, they don't tailgate quite like um, like they do in Buffalo up in Seattle, but a lot more coffee. 
that sort of thing up there during the tailgates. But DK Metcalf is, I mean, he's got to be easily one of my favorite players to watch in the league. And I don't even think about him like a receiver because he's so physical. He's like a, it's almost like I wish he would play defense. Yeah. I mean, he's he's a beast, dude. So we got DK Metcalf. I told him that you were coming on, and and he said he could make it happen. What do you think? We could. Uh, we got a couple good questions for him. Yep. Okay. Cool. Let's get DK Metcalf on. What's up, Gi? How you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, see, I told you he's super nice behind the visor, man. He's a good dude, Gio. <laughs> even though he's a Seahawk and he keeps coming into town and torturing. Your favorite team. He's a good. He's a good dude too. Geo, go ahead, man. Kick this thing off. So um, last year uh, in the playoffs, the Seahawks versus the Eagles. Um, I was at that game, and you broke a record for most receiving yards by a rookie in a playoff game with 160 yards. What was that like? It was fun. It's a loaded question, too, though. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was pretty fun. Um, I know, uh, you know, the Eagles fans, uh, they talk a lot of trash. Uh, it was a pretty hype game, my first playoff game. Um, you know, the first time we uh, went to go play the Eagles, I didn't have my, uh, my best game. I had, like, two drops. Um, so just to be back in that atmosphere, in the playoff atmosphere, and, and you know, have the type of performance that I had, you know, it was – it was just a great experience and a, and a blessing. DK, you got the you got another record you're staring down right now, the Steve Largent record, right? A uh, couple more yards here. Uh, it could be one day at the office for you. You've you've spoken about what that would mean. Have you guys forged a nice relationship? And 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 how would that feel to be right there with him in the record uh, books? Yeah, I've met him a couple times and a very very nice person. Uh, very nice. Nice guy to uh, look up to as well. Um, I know my first game ever as a Seahawk. I, I wore his jersey um, to the game for pregame because uh, you know he's well respected around here. Uh, he's the, he's the goat receiver, so that's that's who I'm chasing. Um, but just to break his record uh, in, in my second year would mean a lot. Um, and you know, just to take that down and uh, you know make my own way and make my own record for you know the next group of uh, Seahawks receivers to uh, try to chase my record. So. Um, you know, it could be one game, two games, uh, who knows, but, uh, you know, once it, once it's down, uh, you know, I'm, I'm looking to stack more on top of that. Who's your favorite cornerback or just defensive player to go up against? Um, my favorite cornerback has to be Jalen Ramsey. Um, he's, he's very competitive and strong and tough and talks trash. Uh, I think he, he's one of the best. Cornerbacks uh, in today's game, um, you know, we got them coming up here Sunday. Uh, it's a big matchup, so uh, you know, just looking forward to it. You got to respect his physicality because you play so physical. I think sometimes you look at corners and you're like, you're not like me. And right. when you look at Jalen, it's like I see him suplexing people. I see him playing the run. I see him. You know, you like to block. He's going to be right there with you. That's a fun matchup, man. You guys are going to have fun again this weekend. I know. Yeah, I'd say he's the best uh, tackling DB in the league. Uh, yeah. Every time you watch film, he's always willing to come up and, and try to get uh, TFL. So you got to love it uh, from your DBs. Okay, talk to me about this four-day trip. I'm late on this thing. I didn't even see it because I didn't watch you guys beat the Jets. But I, I hear you're going on a four-day trip. Where are we going, dude? Where, where, where? Uh, 
It's either that or they pay my fine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm, I'm leaning more towards the fine uh, right now. Um, but no, the receivers uh, gave me a little early birthday gift um, saying they'll, they'll pay for my trip to go anywhere uh, for four days. So i um, thinking about going to Australia. Or you could, yeah, you hold out for like Dubai or Australia or something. <laughs> See, if I'd have wrote that contract and I was one of the vets in your room, I would have been like, easy with the language. You can't put anywhere on this sheet of paper now. <laughs> Uh, Gio, you had another question, ma'am. Um, what hair color uh, do you like, and what hair color are you excited to try? Uh, I'm liking the teal. Uh, you know, after the purple, I had to go like half teal on this side. Um, a lot of people liking it. I liked it a lot, but um, you know, in the next few days, I'm I got a special color coming out. Um, oh man! That I'm change my hair to Saturday. Gio, he likes to dye his hair sometimes and, and, and switch it up. Yeah, it's, I, my green's called like a electric wizard or something. <laughs> All right, I got you. It's like our action green uh, uniform, right? Yeah. <laughs> See, don't walk yeah. into that. He's trying to walk you into that. He's trying to walk you into that. He's trying to walk you into that, dude. No, look at that jersey he has on. Uh, and then and then uh, and then didn't you didn't you one time get the wrong color dyed there, Gio? Yeah, um, we got like an emerald green, and it was Dallas week, so we're going against Dallas. And the worst possible thing happened. It turned to like a Dallas Cowboys blue. <laughs> yeah, I know, um, you know, dealing with dyes is, is pretty tricky, so you got to get the right, right time and the right color. I know I've messed up a couple times. He told his mom, Not get the bleach out ASAP. <laughs> and I got I got one more question for you, DK. Thanks again for your time. And then Gio's got one that he's going to put you on the spot on. Well, I, this is something I always wonder, and I'm sure it's out there. What flavor gum does Pete Carroll chew? Does he switch it every year? Is it always Big Red? Is it Spearmint? He seems like a Spearmint guy. Did I miss this? Surprise. You'd be surprised. All right. He chews the, the yellow and blue wrapper gum. I think it's Hubble Bowl. What? Yes, he chews Hubba Bubba. That's why you always see him throwing it out so fast because, you know. Because it loses the flavor fast. Yeah, it loses the flavor fast, yeah, so. Bro, you're, too, you're, too, you're too young, but do you, you did you ever see the zebra stripe gum we used to chew in, like, the early 90s and the 80s? You probably don't even know this. No. That lost its flavor in five seconds. Don't chew that gum. My producer knows exactly the gum I'm talking about. Give Pete Carroll, sneak Pete Carroll some of that during a game and see how quick he spits that stuff out. It's funny because he'll be walking up the sideline and just out of nowhere, he'll just turn around and just tumble down. Somebody's right there with him. So. You could step on that. That's disgusting. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> G, ask him, uh, ask him what you got, uh, the Christmas question you got, buddy. All right. What do you want for Christmas and it cannot be a win? I know. Uh, I, um, I got a lot of siblings whose birthday is around Christmas, so I learned – not to ask for anything for Christmas, but my family. So since I moved far away from them, I asked, could they come up here? And, and they showed up this weekend. So oh, that's amazing, man. That my family got to be up here. Amazing. Yeah, it, it makes a big difference. And that's been one of the hardest things I'm sure about this. I was just talking about this with somebody else. When I was in St. Louis and we were really bad, after game, I just wanted to see my mom, and she made me feel better. You know, like we'd get we'd get beat like y'all beat the Jets. And in the bottom of the stadium, I can only imagine this year being on teams and not being able to see your family with regularity. So that's pretty cool, man. Um, DK, 
thanks a lot for the time. We both love watching you play, even though I know Gio doesn't love seeing you torch the Eagles. I love seeing you play, though. And I guess so. <laughs> Thank you so much. Be safe, dude, and uh, catch up with you soon. Um, and, and, and tell Russ I said what's up, too, bro. All right, yes, I will. Y'all be safe. Okay, dude, see you. So that was pretty cool, huh? Yeah, that was really fun. I mean, it was kind of like being behind enemy lines, though, a little bit, though, because I know you you don't love it, you know, watching him towards the towards the Eagles, but he's a nice guy, dude. He's a good dude. Um, he is. All right. So, anyways, last interview of the day, uh, and then you're gonna want to stick around because I've got a couple football takes. I'm gonna talk about Dwayne Haskins. Uh, so stick around after this interview. But uh, Gio and I got one more to knock out here, and I thought it would be really fair. We didn't want to leave anybody out, so we, we brought on a specialist, right? You know, punters are people, too. <laughs> what do you think? Johnny Hecker, should we ask him about that time he almost got beat up by Cliff Averill? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Let's bring on my old teammate, Johnny Hecker, one of my favorites. Gio, you want to start this thing off with 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 our buddy Johnny Hecker? It's our first punter on our on our big pod, first specialist. Huge. Which position did you enjoy playing more, um, QB or punter in high school? In high school, I loved being a quarterback, throwing touchdowns. You know, feeling important. Not that being a punter you don't feel important, but um, you know, just feeling like you're really you're like helping the team's success not like coming on when your team doesn't do well so um i, I did enjoy that a lot but now being a punter is probably the best job in the world um chris can attest to the amount of downtime you have oh. is unbelievable if i could make my kids learn one skill it's punting in the nfl and it's not kicking because kicking like although there's a lot of pressure on punters and to me this guy is one of the best weapons positionally period in the league Kicking is such a high-pressure situation. If he has a bad punt, unless it's just terrible, people at home aren't really going to be killing him over it. But if you're a kicker, I mean, and they play a lot of video games, Gio. You like Call of Duty? That's all these guys do all day. Well, we're out there practicing. They're in there playing Call of Duty and FIFA. <laughs> yeah, it's, exactly. it's a great life. Exactly. It's a great life. Exactly. Hey, um, who do you think would be better? Aaron Donald as a punter or you as a defensive lineman? Aaron Donald as a punter, without a doubt. <laughs> without a doubt. He would probably be really good if you gave him like a few weeks of practice. The guy's work ethic. Um, and I've thought about that. Like if I played an entire season, like as long as my body could hold up, as long as I could last into a season, could I get one sack? I mean, you certainly could get one sack. It's plausible. They could line you up and they could turn you loose. I was busting Brocker's chops. Yeah. The other day, because he got the freebie to start uh, the Patriots game and got up like like he man. He 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 he. Then he he worked for one later in in the game. But you could get that freebie, Johnny. You I mean, all you gotta do is make a tackle. Right. Then, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna get slept on by a lot of uh, tackles. If I'm if I'm playing interior, there's no chance on the edge. I might a guy might slip or. Maybe a running back might forget to come come check me. You never know. Geo, I would get I'd get knocked out. Geo, you asked. Uh, we we had Zach on right earlier. Zach told us about how you talked trash to him, um, and Chris was telling me that you talked trash on Cliff 
and then you fell backwards because he stepped at you. What was that? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, yeah, that was a that was a huge mistake. Me messing with Cliff Averill, that's for sure. That what did, was, what uh, did you say to him, John? I never got the full story. Wait, to to Cliff? Yeah, did you say something to Mike Bennett, or and, and then Cliff? No. <laughs> what, what happened that day? It's I didn't, one of my I favorite didn't say. I didn't say anything. So I punted the ball. I'm running down. I see a Seahawk guy standing next to me. I give him a shoulder, and I literally just caught him when both of his feet were off the ground, and he just toppled over. <laughs> got a 15 yard penalty. Um, and then so the next punt, him and him and Michael Bennett just kind of like. Literally just like flinch at me. I thought they were going to rip my face off. <laughs> so, uh, so I fell to the ground you know, to protect myself. The whole, he rolled up like uh, an armadillo. It was, <laughs> oh, it was bad. It was bad. I went full defensive mode, Geo, and I strongly suggest just stand up to whoever because it's not worth someone getting it on camera and you being called a <laughs> little girl by, by people in Seattle for as long as you live. And you know what? Uh, I thought that was unfair. I was really impressed with uh, I was really impressed with your instigation. Skills. I'll put Thanks, it that man. way. Was, we, yeah, the, the best we instigating won the game, punter. That's all that matters. Yeah, the best yeah. instigating punter of all time. Um, hey, new stadium. What's the coolest feature on that thing? Oh, the coolest feature. We have some really nice hot tubs. Yeah, in the train in the training room which is a pretty underrated feature. I mean, and not very many people are going to get to see that. I do enjoy the hot tubs. There was a little cold plunge in the middle too. Um, but definitely the video board, the big circular, the Oculus, they call it. The Ooh. thing is unbelievable inside and outside for, so every person, every seat in the house has a great view of it. Um, it's wild. It's crazy. And you look at this thing really goes around the entire outside of the field. Like if it were to fall down, Everybody on the playing field would be totally fine. It'd be just yeah, okay. Because the Dallas, lines, the, Dallas sure. the Dallas thing made me nervous when we'd play there late in my career. I was like, oh, what yeah. if a cable broke? This thing is huge. <laughs> I yeah. got a, I got a better, I got a better question, Geo. How cool would it be to play video games on like a huge big board like that in a stadium? Oh, would that? Awesome. Oh my gosh, that would be crazy. Hacker, I think they have. They've done an event where they some guys played uh, Call of Duty with some veterans on the Oculus. Oh, that's cool. You know, it'd be it's a, a cool event. You know, it'd be a cool event—a rematch of you and me playing FIFA. Uh, oh man! Yeah, you still. I still. Uh, I'm ready. Yeah, you owe me uh, some redemption. All right. Um, what is your favorite part about your guys' uniforms? My favorite part about the uniforms—the new ones. Uh, my favorite part is how unswaggy me and our long snapper looking every single one of them. <laughs> um, the thing about like new uniforms is they look great on all the position players and guys out there like playing and running around. But when nine tens of all the pictures taken of you are just you standing there, it's, that's eh, weird. I think Jake McQuaid looks pretty good in those things. Jake's a beast. Yeah. I yeah, didn't, I mean, I didn't Jake, leave you out yeah. on purpose, but I did see a still shot of Jake walking off the field one time, and I was like, that actually looks pretty good on him. I was the biggest yeah. hater of y'all's uh, logo and the uniforms when I first saw him because you know how much I love those old Jack Youngbloods, the Nolan right. Cromwells, the Eric Dickersons, but you guys yep. are making the bone look kind of good. I think it looks pretty good, and I thought I thought the yellow pants is a great 
great combo. It reminds me of the old LA Rams as well. Yeah. 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 I, every time we put on a new combination, like I, when I see it on paper, my hand, I'm not sure how it's going to look. And then we put it on and it all goes pretty well. So it's been, it's been fun to see. I definitely like the bone. Um, our helmets are really cool too. I like how, uh, like the blue is really kind of like actually sparkly a little bit. Oh yeah. Well, it's nice not having to wear, um, the like Navy blue top and the electric blue, uh, uniforms. That's what y'all were doing for a couple years there. Yeah, that was tough. That was, that was a tough game. Jake and I actually just talked about this the other day where we wore our helmet with the white horns Mm -hmm. with the all blue get up. Mm-hmm. With the gold numbers and like the gold stripe on the pants, they looked so bad. Yeah, you we wear those in, in London. Oh, yeah. I remember the Dallas game. That was the yeah. all-time peak. What are we doing here with these uniforms? It was not great. Yeah. But you're you guys are in a better place now with that. So let me ask you one more football question. Geo's got one to finish off. I mean, Cooper Cup gets his due. I think sometimes enough, although mm-hmm. he's still underrated. Um, yeah. I mean, I love watching that guy play. But Robert Woods as well seems like a real dirty work guy and a guy that he's like kind of the heart and soul in a way of that offense. So you got to have it. You get him the football. How important is he really to that football team? He's huge. He's, I mean, yeah, like you said, him and Cooper, our whole wide receiver room, they're super slept on because they don't, we don't have a thousand yard receiver right now. We just have guys that block their tails off um, for our running backs. And then, every single skill position player runs some sort of sweep in our offense, whether it's a tight end, like counter, or we'll give people fly motions all the time. Right. Um, and just Robert taking the, taking the top off defenses, being a deep threat and then working on a lot of his kind of deep crossing stuff where he'll sit it down. Um, you know, he's, he's kind of our, our vertical threat on offense and something that we really need. Buddy cop, he's a, movie. He's a, buddy, great dude. a buddy cop movie would be pretty good between those two guys, huh? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It'd be, it'd be funny to watch him try and act too. Yeah. Cooper doesn't look like he would act well. I don't, I don't, I don't see either of them really <laughs> shine on stage. All right. Well, yeah. uh, Gio, you want to send him off? Dad, uh, what do you want for Christmas? And you can't say a game one. What I want for Christmas is first off, I want my kids to have a good time. I have a, two and a half year old son and a baby daughter. I want them to have a good day. And I also want a little, uh, putting training mat because my short game is atrocious. Well, I mean, uh, maybe we can make that happen. Maybe the, the, well, you know, your lovely wife has probably already purchased that for you or Santa. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think one of those two definitely have it covered, but if, if not, Maybe Greenlight can donate a little putting green for you with the insignia, and it could be like free advertising in your backyard. That'd be great. That'd I'm be sure great. You, you know, sure what? You I, would, I would never drop down. No, yeah, exactly. absolutely. All right, cool. Well, uh, John, thanks so much for your time, bro. It's great to see you. You got it. Best of luck. Anytime. Of Chris, Gia, you guys keep rocking, man. Merry Christmas. All right, so that that does it for the interview section of this pod. And uh, Giovanni, who I uh, hope he comes back again sometime, um, is gonna is gonna head off and resume his his homeschool right now because you know you're out of school. How many hours a day are you are you working on your studies right now, man? Um, I start at seven forty <gasps> until uh. 
time do I get? Two thirty. So let me ask you a question. What time does your alarm clock go off? Because I would be like seven thirty-eight, especially if this year the way things are, you just walk out in the living room and go to school. Uh, my mom wakes me up at like six thirty. Oh my gosh, dude! <laughs> you are like a grown-up yeah, with these hours. My Christmas break is. Uh, Tomorrow. Well, I got to talk to the school board. Maybe they can get you, let you off a little early today. I mean, there's how, how much, how much time left in in school before Christmas break for you? How many more hours of school? Um, I'm done right now. I just got to do my homework. Oh man. So so and and Mama's running the homework, right? Yeah. Okay, good. Well, then never mind. I'm not talking to the school boards. I don't want. <laughs> I don't want to get in trouble trying to get you out of school early. How about the podcasting thing real quick? Uh, is this something you want to do for a long time? Um, yeah, I really enjoy it. I think you're pretty good at it. Honestly, I think you got a bright future, man. And th- here's the thing. What other 13-year-olds have podcasts? You're learning on the, on the fly, man. Like you're, you're, you're getting so much valuable experience. By the time you're 20, 21 years old, you're going to be taking everybody's jobs. <laughs> I got to watch out for this guy. What's your favorite thing about Christmas? Because we got Christmas coming up. Um, I love spending it with uh, my siblings and seeing them all, always get their stuff and uh, just spending it with family and watching Christmas movies. Ooh, you got a favorite Christmas movie? Uh, probably Christmas with the Cranks. Nice. I got to see that one. My dad don't... Always used to make us huddle up and watch um, "It's a Wonderful Life," which is a it's, it's an older it's an older movie. It's definitely like uh, an adult Christmas movie. But you know, Cowboy Reed just gave me the thumbs up. He likes that movie too. You got to check that out one year. Um, also, you're probably going to be like, "Man, this is kind of a depressing movie" because it's got some it's got some ups and downs. It's a serious movie, but it's a great Christmas family movie. Uh, Geo, okay. What did you ask for for Christmas this year? Um, I asked, I, I surprisingly didn't ask for that much. I mean. Surprisingly? <laughs> surprisingly. Um, you know, I asked for a Ben Simmons jersey. Um, I asked for AirPods. Um, I asked for... NBA 2K21. Ooh. Um, well, so that means they can't trade Ben Simmons. Yeah. No, can't. We can't do that. We can't mm-hmm. do that. No, um, yeah, that would mess up Christmas. Because what would you do with a Ben Simmons jersey if he gets traded? Uh, still wear it, probably. Oh, okay. There you go, then. Then never mind. <laughs> what happens, happens. And, uh, and, and you'll be good. But you know what's cool? You sound like you understand the concept of Christmas is about giving and spending time with the people you love. An incredibly mature answer. I mean, look at this guy. This guy's amazing. Um, and you've got some other, you've got some challenges coming up too. I mean, it's the holiday season, but you've got some surgeries coming up. Do you want to tell us a little bit? I know we talked about it with Zach a little bit. I know you shared some of, you know, kind of the specifics of what you've got to have happen uh, on your Twitter today. Um, talk to me about that. Um, I have a eye surgery coming up in March because uh, the past eye surgery that I had um, 
didn't really help my vision. Um, and on New Year's Eve, uh, we go to the doctors um, down in Delaware to talk to them about um, a potential uh, elbow surgery. Got it. Okay. So, uh, Gio, you've had a lot of surgeries, right? Yeah, 16. 16. Way more than me. Way tougher than me. And he's he's going to crush it um, the next couple of procedures he has to get done because he's got a great attitude. And uh, I know, you know, there's a, a road ahead, but man, I love your perspective. I've always respected it. I mean that from the bottom of my heart. Uh, and you are wise beyond your years. You're 13 years old, but you're you're a great podcaster. And, uh, and you got some really good, uh, you got some good insight. You know, the Christmas take is one of my favorites about giving gifts and spending time with loved ones. And you can give a gift um, to Giovanni and his family and they're wonderful, wonderful people. Shout out to his folks. Um, I mean, supportive and in the right way. You know what I mean? Um, and they're raising a terrific son uh, who, who is inspiring a lot of people. You can help him out and you can help his family out because you know this year has been tough but as we mentioned earlier put the medical bills on top of that it's just it's a lot now here's the gofundme uh, url it's going to be a long one and it's in the um it's in the description of the pod so again um we spent about five minutes with every player uh i would implore or ask you humbly uh because i know there's a lot going on around christmas and people are struggling that sort of thing but as green light listeners if you're gonna donate, think about donating five bucks. We can, we can, we can finish the job with this GoFundMe here. You don't have to. Uh, this GoFundMe is is created by Lisa Ertz, uh, Zach Ertz's mom, and um, the URL is. I'm gonna try to say it as fast as I can. But again, it's right there in the description. HTTPS colon forward slash forward slash www.gofundme.com forward slash f forward slash four dash our dash friend dash Giovanni how'd I do that's the whole URL <laughs> and you can find it on gofundme.com under team Giovanni so I think we I think we we nailed the we nailed it there dude I think we just did a great pod yeah um I just want to say thank you to everyone who's already donated um and thank you to everyone who's going to donate uh, it helps a lot. Humble dude. Uh, could easily get full of himself with all the success he's having. He's had some great guests this, this year on his podcast. Check him out. Uh, it's Philly Sports with Giovanni, and it's under Eagles Brawl. Um, you can find it online. And follow him on Twitter as well. What's your What's your uh, Twitter handle, bro? Real SJS Giovanni. At Twitter. Boom. Mm -hmm. There you go. So shoot my man a follow. And honestly... The positivity, he's a real sports fan, but he's not a, he, he doesn't do the ugly sports fan stuff. He's a positive dude. He sent an awesome video to, Z to Dak Prescott, our, you know, our, our rival in Philly, uh, and Dak was moved enough by it to reach back out and say thank you after his injury. That's the type of guy Gio is, and uh, I just appreciate you, buddy. And I'm wishing you guys a very Merry Christmas and a happy holiday um, to you and your family. Merry Christmas. All right, so that was a lot of fun. Uh, obviously, you see why he's he's the uh, hard-hitting journalist that he is. Some of those questions were awesome, but 
appreciate you guys tuning in and thank you if you've donated. Uh, I think why he's so great is not just his attitude, his resiliency, like his, I can't, I can never remember if it's resiliency or resilience. Um, it's one of the two. Let me hedge. He is just, he keeps getting back up and he's got such a positive attitude. Every time I've talked to him ever, he's just on cloud nine and we complain about the littlest things. I know I do. And, um, he's just, it's good to, to know people like that, that can, their perspective and their attitude can recenter you. And also I think, you know, like I said, not only is he a very competent podcaster, but he's somebody that's going to inspire people. The courage he has to just do what he does at his age competently and to entertain people and to have good takes and, and to try to tackle this thing. The internet is a terrifying place. I'm afraid of it. He's not afraid of anything. And, um, you know, I think he's a success if he stopped podcasting now, but I think he's going to podcast to the point where we, you know, whatever this medium is going to change fundamentally with technology and, um, and how we consume content and that sort of thing. Well, before he's done podcasting, this guy is here to stay. I think as long as he wants to, uh, do what he's doing. And I think what's so important is it's huge that he's doing it in a vacuum, but he is inspiring other kids and other people with challenges and physical conditions that they have to, to overcome hurdles, um, as a result of, and to be courageous as a result of, and he's talking to that microphone, man. I think it's pretty cool. I am so self-conscious and I am so, for as much as I speak my mind, right? I'm also very self-conscious about, you know, being misunderstood, you know, like nobody likes being made fun of or screwing up or being judged. It takes courage to just get on the microphone and talk and hit send. And he does it every week. And there's probably people out there listening who are dealing with situations like his and maybe want to get into this business. I think that's really cool. I think podcasts are awesome that way because podcasts are like the great equalizer. You got something to say? Is it entertaining? Do you have substance to it? Package it however you want, but podcast audience, they're good judges of, of content and, and of character, I think, and of competency. And I think that's really cool that, you know, he chose this me medium uh, and he's incredibly courageous and will inspire, I guarantee it, at least somebody who thought there's a barrier uh, standing between me and my dream of podcasting or doing media. And I think that's really cool that he's doing that. So again, hats off to Gio. Real quick, because you're all hardcore listeners, if you've come this far, we have a pack pod Friday, just like normal, big old mailbag. And we're also going to reveal the new theme music for the pod Friday. And we have a winner. Somebody's going to Disney World, I'm pretty sure. Cowboy Reed, if we confirm that, he's a real person. And he wants to go to Disney World. I'd have to check his pulse if he didn't. I'll check his. I'll have Mickey check his pulse at uh, Disney World when he's down there. I can't wait to tell you about it. I can't wait to tell you who won. I can't. I can't wait to tell, have the guy call in. I think we should probably have the guy call in and tell him what he's in for. Uh, and we'll re reveal the. Uh, are we going to do the the theme music Friday? Is that the plan, Cowboy Reed? <laughs> Cowboy Reed making calls, dude. 
making calls. That's why I pay you big bucks, boy. Hey, see y'all Friday, and I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful Christmas.